Evening, everybody. Brooks with the Men's Mental Health Podcast. It is Friday, April 21st. Uh, Hope everyone had a great weekend and a great week. Uh, We are getting into springtime, and we are that much closer to summer. Uh, If you live in the northern states where it's still snowing, uh, I feel for you. My sister lives up in Minneapolis, and they got like a foot of snow uh, within the last week or so. So I... uh, I feel bad for you guys, uh, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Spring is on the horizon, and summer is right around the corner. Uh, we've had a pretty good week here with some decent weather. Uh, today and probably tomorrow, it's supposed to be kind of crappy. Uh, the majority of the day today was sunny or overcast, and then it just started raining about 30 minutes ago. So, uh, Today, we're going to talk about really uncomfortable topic for some people Um, depending on the type of personality you have Um, and that is talking about what you're going through I've said before that you know talking for me uh, is very therapeutic and cathartic Uh, really helps me uh let go of what's getting to me Um, and it tends to be the same way for a lot of people you know not everybody is that way but the vast majority of people uh, talking about things can really help deal with them Uh, and that can be a wide variety excuse me of things it's you know problems at work problems in a relationship your sex life Um, That can be a really uncomfortable one for some people. Me personally, it's it's not. Uh, To me, I'm pretty open about my sex life uh, and things like that. To certain people, obviously, you know, if I don't know somebody, probably not something I'm going to talk about. Um, But for my close friends who tend to be the people who I talk to about my issues, you know, it's no problem. Um, other things could be just, you know, things that you're going through mentally, how you're feeling, where your mind is, you know, where your thoughts are. Um, and usually the darker they are, the harder they are to talk about because somewhere in your psyche, um, you know that you probably shouldn't be thinking that way. And it's not because, you know, it's not okay but because you probably shouldn't let yourself be in that dark of a place because you know that it's really not that bad. But it's hard to keep yourself from going to those places. Uh, you know, I think we've all been there where, you know, we think, oh, you know, it can't get any worse. What next? You know, how could it possibly get any worse than it is right now? And I'm here to tell you, it can always be worse. You know, if, if you're one of those people where you've had the thoughts that, oh, I'm better off, you know, dead than alive, I've said it before, and I'll say it again right now, you're wrong. You are wrong, you are wrong, you are wrong. And these are the types of things that you need to talk about. Um, if you're having problems with feeling like you belong or that 
you're worth something to somebody, uh, you need to talk to somebody about these thoughts. Um, They're not healthy for you. They're not good for you. And it's really important that you seek help uh, in this matter. You know, uh, I'm more inclined to tell you that you should probably seek some kind of professional help. Um, Someone who is educated in the ways of helping you deal with this and putting you back on the right track. Um, You know, and it it could be there's an underlying issue like maybe bipolar disorder or, you know, maybe you have undiagnosed depression. Um, You know, these can be contributing factors to those thoughts and those are really something that you should have diagnosed and treated. Um, That way you can start to feel better. You know, isn't that what we all want is to feel good? And I know there are a lot of people out there that say, you know, oh, I don't like medication. I don't want to take pills or I don't like the way they make me feel. I get that. I do. You know, I don't I don't like taking medicine every day either, but I do it because taking the medicine is a small price to pay to feel better, to feel good. And, you know, if, if you're diagnosed with depression or bipolar disorder and, you know, your doctor has prescribed you with medication and you're still trying to figure out, you know, your dosage or the right medicine that works for you, stick with it, please. Stick with it. Because at the end of the day, like I said, Figuring that stuff out and what works for you is a small price to pay to make sure that you feel better, that you feel good inside again, that you find, you know, value in your life and in yourself and in the things that go on in your life and the things that you have. It's important to feel good about those and to be confident in them that you deserve them. Um, A lot of people struggle with you know, feeling that they deserve the things that they have, whether it be a home or a happy family or a significant other or children. Um, I feel like that feeling like you're not deserving of those is a fairly common or not uncommon uh, thought to have sometimes, especially when you're feeling low. But just remember, you have those things because you worked for them. Not because somebody gave them to you, but because you worked for them. Or worked for it. You know, you put yourself into it to get there. To, you know, to have that house or that job or, you know, that girlfriend or boyfriend. You put work and effort into that. They don't just love you because, you know, they're made to or because they're paid to, I guess, depending on how rich you are. But you get these things because you put work and effort into them, and you should appreciate that, that you found something that you thought was worth dedicating your time and effort to. Be proud of that. You know, there are lots of people out there, myself included, um... You know, who may not have a significant other that loves them and cares about them. 
And it's not to say that I don't have people that love me and care about me. I just don't have a significant other, you know, that is that I belong to and I don't have one that is mine. And, you know, I'll get back there eventually. But right now I don't. And I feel like, you know, it's not uncommon to look at your significant other and say, you know, I don't deserve you. Because, you know, maybe you feel that they're too good for you. And I feel like that's, (coughs) in some circumstances, pretty normal. Where, you know, someone might do something for you that nobody has ever done for you before. Does something so kind and sweet and nice for you that, you know, you you look at them and you're like, "I, I, I don't deserve, you know, your kind of love that you give me. But you do. You know, those people don't just give love to give it. They give it to those that they want to give it to. And it's the same way with you. You give your love to those you feel are worthy of it. But if you constantly, you know, say I don't deserve it or I don't deserve you, you're too good for me. You and that person are going to start to believe that. And eventually you're going to drive a wedge between yourself. And that's not something you want. Um, talking to your significant other about how you're feeling is really, really important. You know, whether it's, you know, like I've said before, having an issue in the relationship that, you know, maybe caused an argument. Or, you know, maybe it's something that you just totally disagree on 100%. You'll never come to an understanding or, you know, a halfway point with it. It's pretty normal. Not every... In a relationship, you're not always going to agree or see eye to eye on everything. It's just, it, it, if you've never heard the phrase that opposites attract, I've seen where there have been relationships where people who see things differently politically or sports teams or whatever, that they don't agree on that stuff at all, but their relationships still work fantastic. They're still great. They still love each other. They don't hold it against each other. Because they know at the end of the day they love each other. You know, if you're having, you know, problems in the bedroom sexually, um, it's very, very, very important that you guys talk about that. And this should start from the very beginning of the relationship. And I'm not talking about, you know, the first 10 minutes of talking to this person. I'm talking about the first time (coughs) you two start talking about wanting to have sex with each other. It's important that you know boundaries. It's important that you know each other's curiosities. And it's important that you know what each other likes. Because the last thing you want to do is go into it thinking that somebody likes something and that's not at all what they like. Because one, they're going to tell you to stop and your feelings might get hurt and you might get offended because you thought, oh, well, I thought you liked this. And they're like, no, I don't know what gave you that that idea. And, you know, they, they might be like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not do that. Let's try something else. Or you might get the one that gets mad. You know, you're, you're, there could be several variations depending on what it is. So you, you need to communicate about this very, very directly. 
ask the questions. Answer the questions honestly. You need to be honest when it comes to these things. Lying about it is not going to help you. And it's not going to make it easier. And it's probably going to cause more issues because, you know, if you're somebody who is extremely open to a lot of things and you have a partner who is not, this could cause some issues and potentially some resentment. You know, if there are certain things that you like regularly and there are certain things that they are not willing to do, that could cause resentment in the relationship. And you need to be okay with the fact that you might like this one particular act and they're not willing to do it. If you continue in this relationship, you're not going to get that one thing that you like and you need to be okay with that. Because generally if they say no, not interested, they're not going to do it. Even they're not if they don't say, well, we can try it and they don't say yes, it's a no. And it's a hard no. That means, no, I'm not willing to try it. I'm not going to give it a shot. It's not going to happen. And you need to be okay with that. On the same hand, if you're the partner who is a little bit more reserved, doesn't really think too much outside of the box when it comes to that kind of thing, but you tend to have an open mind, Communicate that with them. You know, oh, well, you know, I'm, I've been curious about this. You know, we can try this. You know, see how it goes. You know, but you, you throw in the caveat in there. But if I don't like it, I don't want to do it again. Be very clear. Be very concise and direct about it. You have to know what each other likes and, do, and don't like. Because if you're not comfortable, neither one of you is going to enjoy it. And... One or both of you may walk away with hurt feelings or with some kind of animosity towards the other. And all this does is drive a wedge between you two later. And you don't want any kind of resentment in a relationship because it's not healthy. Take the time and talk. You know, even if... (coughs) Excuse me. Even if you're not a talker, you need to open yourself up and talk. And if you're one of those people who is less inclined to try new things in bed, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You know what you like. You know what you don't like. If you don't know if you'll like something or if you'll dislike it. Maybe go into things with an open mind and maybe consider it. I'm not telling you to give a a yes, but maybe throw around the idea in your head about, you know, maybe there's a chance. But understand that if you don't like it, you need to be very direct to the other person. Be like, hey, that's not what I thought it was going to be. I'm not, I don't want to do that anymore. Because anyone who respects you and cares about you is going to understand. 
But again, there could be some resentment. So you need to be very clear that, hey, you know, I thought I might like it. It's not what I thought it was going to be. I'm not interested in doing that anymore. <coughs> um, really try to open yourselves up, guys. And I'm not just talking about sexually. I'm talking about personally, you know. Open yourselves up. Really try and find that person that you can talk to, that you trust, uh, that you know will keep, that will guard your secrets like they're their own. And that can be really hard. You know, I've said before in a previous, you know, episode that a listening ear is a running mouth. And that, that's pretty true in today's society. But it's not the case with everyone, not the case with everyone that you meet. Um, but go out and, you know, find that person that you can rely on. And you, you don't know, and you could be that person for somebody. If somebody trusts you enough to confide in you, don't break that trust. Because that trust is sacred. That person trusts you enough to tell you their deepest, darkest secrets, and you shouldn't go tell other people them. Hold them, hold them with tr- that trust. And sometimes <clears throat> I find this really difficult. Is when someone comes to me with, you know, a problem or just needs to talk, I find it hard not to give somebody advice. I find it hard to not just listen because I'm a helper. That that's part of my personality is I like to help people. I don't like to see people struggle. I don't like to see people, you know, go through it. You know, again, that's why I started this podcast because I care about people. I want to help and, you know, this is my way of giving advice without, you know, feeling like I'm not listening to you. This time you've taken the time to listen to me. And it's hard not to be the person that tries to give advice. You know, not everyone that comes to you wants advice. Sometimes they just want somebody to listen to them, to let them vent. To talk about their problems or talk about how they're feeling or what they're thinking. And you should take great pride in the fact that somebody looks at you in a way that they feel they can trust you with that kind of stuff. Don't break that trust. Because once you break it, you'll never get it back. And that's a promise. I promise you, you will not get that trust back. And if you're, if you're one of those people listening who is a pretty good communicator and, um, you know, is pretty good about talking about how you feel or what you're thinking, how are you with listening? Think about that. How are you with listening to other people? And that could be, you know, your best friend. Uh, a, a co-worker it could be your your boyfriend or girlfriend how, how how good a listener are you to them do you give them the opportunity to talk about how they're feeling or what they're thinking if not work on that be the best possible boyfriend that you can be 
Because at the end of the day, if you if you feel like your girlfriend or boyfriend came to you and they felt better after just talking to you and you just sat there and listened, you're going to feel good about that. You're going to feel happy knowing that <coughs> they're happier and they're they're feeling good again. You know, I, at the end of an episode, I usually, you know, have something for you guys to hang on to or work on or whatever. Um, this was kind of an impromptu episode. I haven't, didn't really have anything put together for this week, but I wanted to get something out. Uh, and this was something fairly simple and quick. Um, and it's something that I, I struggle with personally is the listening part. You know, I'm a... I'm a, a one of those people who is a man of my word. If I tell you I'll do something, I will do it to the best of my ability. But I'm also one of those people where I practice what I preach. So if I tell you that you should work on listening, I'm telling you that because I'm working on it too. You know, I don't need to be I don't have to work on my sharing. Uh, a lot of people tell me that I tend to overshare sometimes. So, whichever category you fall into, try and work on that. Baby steps. Don't. It's like I've said before. You're not going to change overnight. It takes small steps to get you there, and you have to start by changing your way of thinking. Nothing's going to happen unless you change the way you think. And that goes for how you feel about yourself, how you feel about others, how you look at yourself, (coughs) and how you look at others and how they look at you. Small steps. I thank you guys for being here. I know this is a short episode. Um, I try not to make them too long. Because, you know, some people's attention span isn't super, super long. Um, I really appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate you guys listening and coming back. And if you're new here, thank you for coming. I hope you'll continue to come back. Um, This episode will probably come out tomorrow, Saturday. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, Don't forget to to the podcast so you know when I put these episodes out and I will talk to you guys next time.